You are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. This episode has been brought to you by Traveling Realms Media. everybody. Welcome, welcome back. Lots of new faces again, I see. And that to me is both exciting and encouraging that you guys all want and desire and need and crave a change as much as I do. So how was your week this week? Better, I hope. I know there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now, and it's kind of hard to keep our head above water. Believe me, I feel it too. But I hope that if you've been listening to my podcast, you may have snagged some helpful tools to deal with some of those daily stressors that we face. So leave me a comment this week and let me know what your biggest stressors are, would you? Maybe your biggest challenges. I'd love to know that there are people out there that were kind of facing the same things. And um, if you let me know what your challenges and your struggles are right now, maybe we can come up with a future episode and kind of delve into those issues deeper and see if we can help you find some way to find your way and light your path and motivate you. So on last week's episode, we talked about decluttering our bodies to allow our spirits to be set free. We're kind of right in the middle of our decluttering series. So how did your challenges go last week that I set for you? Did you accept them? Did you enact even a small step to set yourself on the path to change? I made some tiny little changes, um, trying to hydrate more. Just my husband and I are kind of putting a plan together to kind of eat a little bit healthier. And one of the things that we need to do most of all is to find the time to get moving and walk our bodies (laughs) to weight loss. So I hope that you guys are finding some things that work for you as well. One of the other major soul assignments that I gave you last week was to get out a mirror and face ourselves and truly look at ourselves through the eyes of someone who's made it so far on their journey from the trauma, the pain, the fear, even self-doubts. Were you able to see how far you've come, how much you've already grown? I know you can see it if you look deeper because you're here, you're showing up, you're putting in the work and you're never, never giving up. And that is no small feat. Did you write out those positive affirmations that I suggested? Did you tell yourself that you're worthy? But most importantly, did you believe it? It's okay if it was hard. If you aren't quite there yet, just keep going. Keep saying those words over and over and over again. Your brain, your body, your mind, even your heart will start to believe them if you just gently keep reminding them to do so. So... The best advice I have, like I mentioned last week, is just to keep feeding yourself positive fuel. Fill yourself with songs and workshops and webinars, anything that motivates and uplifts you. Look up different quotes and, and like I said, music with lyrics that have uplifting words, and you will see those changes start to happen. 
All right. So this week, unless the universe has other plans for me, <laughs> we're going to wrap up our decluttering series. And I'm kind of sad about that. We've been working on this for the last, probably the last six episodes with another one thrown in between about the struggle bus. But this week, we're going to talk about ways to declutter our soul to allow our spirit to be set free. So I'm going to remind you of what we talked about during a previous episode as well. And that is that we need to release our spiritual and our emotional baggage. First, we needed to unpack that baggage. So I think a few weeks back, I asked you guys to pull out that luggage from our past and lay it all out. Repack only those things that we need to invoke the positive changes and leave the rest of the past behind. You don't need it anymore on the path you're now walking, do we? So, like I said, you have to dig into those little crevices, every little zipper, every little place that anything could be hiding from your past and get it all out. It sucks while we're doing it, but if you uncover all that stuff, unroot all those deep causes, those things are of the old you. So let's find a way to release them and reinvent a brand new you. So now let's talk about our souls. Our souls, to me, incorporate so many aspects of our lives. The first thing I want to talk about when we talk about um, what affects our soul are relationships as they apply to our souls. So there are some that uplift us. There are relationships that run deep. Some that are superficial and fleeting. Maybe they don't make much impact on the imprint they leave on our hearts. And some do nothing but tear us down. These can include people you work with, your parents, your partner, your kids, even our pets. So let's talk about these a little more in depth as they pertain to our heart and our soul. I want to kind of start with um, the first part or the last part that I mentioned there about our pets. So We lost our dog that we used to call our big brown bear just a few months ago. His name was Cain or Bubba or Wayness, depending on the day. But I don't know that the imprint he left on my soul will ever truly fade. I miss him so very much. And there's times that we still cry when we walk in the door and he's not there to greet us. So we do have two other dogs still at home and I love them just as much. They're Callie and Max and... When we lost Cain, it was the first time I've actually seen another animal grieve the loss of their best friend. And it was, Max especially had a rough time with it. And it was, it was difficult to watch him. He didn't really want to eat. He just kind of laid around. And I swear to you, there was times that there was actual tears in his eyes when we would talk about Cain. And then we had another dog named Tug. He was our special needs dog that we rescued and my hubby brought back from the brink of death when he was just a few weeks old. So he was blind. He had frequent seizures until we found the trick to taming him. It was a CBD oil that saved his life. And he led a pretty happy, carefree life. And I literally mean carefree because this dog really didn't care what happened. He just got up and ate. He drank his water. He made laps around the house. And when he wasn't having seizures, he really didn't care if anybody was even around, but he still left a big imprint on our heart and we actually lost him about a week before vacation this past summer. So that really hit hard to lose two of them that way within just a few months of each other. And I think there's a part of me that's really never going to be the same again. I'm sure we will consider, (laughs) we are considering getting another dog 
I kind of want another great big floppy eared, big brown dog. Um, but I don't know that there's a part that maybe will help make up for some of that, but it will never replace the loss that we feel. So just as with any other loss, we have no choice really, but to move forward, do we? Even when it feels hard and too much at times, but we always get there eventually. Our hearts heal and we find things to kind of make up for that loss. So now let's switch tracks and let's talk about marriage and how important it is to our soul. Now, in my experience, I am so very thankful for my own marriage of almost 22 years next month. I honestly don't know where I'd be without this man. He is the love of my life. We've known each other for 30 plus years, and I honestly can't imagine not having him in my life. The imprint that he has left on my soul is so deeply rooted. It's unshakable. And it will always be there, even when I pass from this life to the next. Somehow I feel like even in the next lifetime or two or three, he will find me and he will love me still. But I know that there's many of you that don't have or share that same experience when it comes to marriage. I know I didn't the first time around. And I'll get into that much deeper when I share my story on a few uh, future episodes. So I won't get into those details now. But one of the things I learned along the way is stop waiting for the other person to change. So if I'm being honest with myself, I knew after a while that my ex-husband was never going to change. He never looked at me the way I wanted. He didn't touch me the way I needed or love me as deeply as I desired. So there was a part of me that resented him and I ended up learning to live with that and accept that this was all I was ever going to have. I took what I could get, I guess you'd say. I mean, there were reasons why I was running when I met him and I used him to get out of another controlling situation that I needed to escape for my own sanity. What I can see now in hindsight is that I was always watching for ways that he could do better, that he should do better. I was searching for him to change. So the moment that I shut down and started feeling like all hope was lost, what was the point? That was the moment that it really would have been impossible to make our marriage work past that point. I stopped giving. I stopped trying. And from that moment on, I think we were doomed for failure. So it takes two to continuously work at things. Start over when you've made mistakes, but most importantly, look for ways to grow and nurture one another and keep that fire between you alive. What you can do right now to improve your marriage is to be honest with each other. What can you invest to make this first step in changing? What can you do? What love language can you show to nurture your partner's soul today? And let's kind of just divert a little bit, kind of the same aspect here. Once we get married and we become parents, our relationship changes entirely. So as far as parenting, for most of us, from the second our babies are born, and sometimes from the moment we find out we're pregnant like me, we fall in love with that bundle of joy unconditionally. We sacrifice everything for their safety, their happiness, their dreams. And we love, we nurture, we grow with them, right along with them. And we shine as we do. 
until one day, one day, they turn on us, don't they? <laughs> and our lives are turned upside down. So look, we all know that kids are not perfect. And if you have teens, it's even more likely that you're having a bit of a rocky go right now and your relationship might be feeling the strain of inadequacy. You might not have all the answers. I certainly did not. We had five kids. I had three from my previous marriage, and then my husband and I had two ourselves. And every single one of them are different in every way, shape, or form. So what worked for one definitely did not work for another as far as parenting skills. So many times after they became teenagers, I felt like I lost that connection with them somewhere along the way for different reasons. Some was because of their stubbornness. Some was because of their attitude. I mean, it just, it just depended on what it was. But either way, there was many times throughout their teenage years that I did feel inadequate as a mom. Even when all feels hopeless and it feels like you just woke up one day and have suddenly become their worst enemy, they still need you. That's what I learned the most. They just don't know how to let you know that in all their hormonally imbalanced, mixed up teenage brains. No matter what, now is not the time to throw up your hands and give up on them. So challenge yourself to find ways to stay connected with them. Have actual conversations with them, even if it's going for a drive and playing their favorite music. Find something to do to reach out to them and let them know, I'm still here. I know you need me. I know that there is not going to be the word said, but I am right here no matter what you need. So what can you do to improve the life of your child today? What can you do to nurture their souls? Not just to make them act or do or be anything other than who they were meant to be, but to accept them just as they are. What can you do to uplift them and meet them right where they are in all of their messy teenagehood? And I think this is a great place to take a break and we will be back talking more about decluttering our souls in just a minute. Stay tuned. So what else can we do to nurture our souls, our own hearts? We should stop and take inventory of anything that minimizes our joy because I believe that our joy comes from deep somewhere in our soul. Now, the things that minimize our joy could be things like harboring unforgiveness, perhaps battling an addiction that's not allowing us to be our true selves. How about worry, stress, fear, and doubt? We can all certainly relate to that, can't we? How about guilt over the past, over whatever it is that you're holding on to? We need to enact those steps to release all of that and make it right. How about not understanding or forgetting what your soul's purpose is or what's holding you back? I know that that is a lot of what's going on with me right now is I'm finding myself in this weird phase of menopause and my kids leaving home and 
I'm this different person now. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be when I grow up. <laughs> I forgot who I was always meant to be. And like I said, I've, I've felt all along that I was meant to heal in some ways, most likely through my words. Like I said, I, I like to write songs. I like to express myself with lyrics. I'm an author as well. So it's easy for me to do a podcast and to share my heart this way by speaking to you. And like I said, I, it's something that I feel recently has become one of my kind of life goals to help other people too through this whole process. Once I discovered that I had let go of my soul's purpose and forgotten who I was, it helped me realize that I was holding on to old mindsets and even life commandments from childhood that were not allowing me to, to flourish and to become the person that I've always wanted to be. So, okay, now let's talk about our soul as it pertains to spirituality. Now, there's a big difference in our spirituality versus religion, isn't there? There's a whole other subject I'll dare to broach one day when I get brave enough to sort those things out a little further. But even right now, my husband and I are trying to reinvent kind of our, our whole belief system and weigh it against those things that maybe we felt in childhood were the right thing to do or believe. And maybe if you're like us, you really have no clue what are your beliefs, what are that of your parents or your church or anybody else that you uh, looked up to when you were younger. So as far as my own spirituality, I'm trying to separate like how I was raised and how I really feel about God, about the universe, about all these different things, because I feel like we have so much crammed into us as kids and to we're told what to believe. We were raised in a church that was almost like a cult-like following that believed the end of the world was coming. This was about 86, 87. We gathered to Zion in the middle of Independence, Missouri, and we were told that basically if you did not believe this way, or you weren't a part of this following, you're, you're shit out of luck. I mean, you're going to be destroyed when the, when Jesus comes back and the whole earth was destroyed. So I could not believe further from that bull crap at this moment. But like I said, I'm still trying to figure out exactly, okay, these are the things, what I have realized is all the things that I don't believe in. All the things that I believe that fell within this book called the Bible that are judgmental, that are mistruths, that are misunderstood teachings. And I believe there's so much out there that we just need to open our minds and learn to research and believe and stand on our own two feet and create your own belief system. Even at my age, at 52 years old, we're still trying to figure all of this out. In connection to our spiritual souls, sometimes it becomes easy to leave our sinful habits stuffed into a junk drawer. So these would be things like resentments, bitterness, pride, anger. We all have behaviors that have come between us and living our best life. What emotional spiritual clutter are you stuffing into your spiritual closet? Is it fear, anxiety, worry, guilt, shame? They can take over your life and squeeze the joy, the peace, the contented spiritedness out of you that the universe wants you to experience. So the first thing is to identify those things. And once you've identified your messiest, messiest spiritual closets where you've taken everything and you've just shoved it in that closet for years where nobody else can see it, it's time for action towards creating our best life. So I'm going to give you some soul work like I always do to start working on. 
Now, your soul work will not look like mine. And it isn't something you can just check off a list and be done with. It's going to be a consistent state of flux, ever-changing, constantly in need of updating. So the key is to keep your mind, your body, and your spirit open to receive those whisperings that tell you you're on the right track or that you're not on the right track and you need to pivot, redirect your mindset, and start all over again. But what I do know is that you're going to have to put in the work if you want to see the results. And it's going to be hard work. If we delve into our soul, that is where the deepest, darkest, whatever, whatever emotions lie. So as far as I'm concerned, when we look at that part, we're looking at the soul is where we feel and process true traumas. So when those roots run so deep, it goes beyond just our mind, our body's reaction, our spirits that are broken. There's more than just a tiny little crack in our psyche. There are huge crevices and hollow caverns. They were there after we were broken. And those places are where we used to reside. In my case, it's where the scars from different forms of abuse, loss, grief, even fear of abandonment lie beneath the surface of who I am on the outside, beneath the person that I only allow certain people to see. Basically, if you delve into this and you start working and unearthing all that stuff from all the years you've been carrying this with you, you are basically taking on the task of decluttering your entire energy field. Everything that makes up the entire essence of who you are as a being on this planet, all the years of crap that needs to be sorted through, organized and pruned, that's just to find out who we are deep down inside. And I'm warning you now, like I said, this will not be easy. But you have to be brutally honest with yourself here to make this work. You have to feel all the feels to move forward past this point. And if you have been listening to my other podcasts, you'll know that my word of advice there is we cannot walk around these mountains, these obstacles that look like mountains anymore. We have to move through the pain in order to get to the other side to change. And when you do this, you may experience some pretty unwanted things that resurface after years of trying to keep them buried, but it's time and you know it as well as I do. This is the junk that's keeping your space your heart, your mind, your body, your soul cluttered. Those shackles, those traumas that no longer serve you, it's time to let them go. Now I want to share with you a quote by a woman named Emily McDowell, and she to me seems wise beyond her years. She said, finding yourself is not really how it works. You aren't a $10 bill in last year's coat pocket. You are also not lost. Your true self is right there, buried under cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate conclusions you drew as a kid that became your belief about who you are. Finding yourself is actually returning to yourself. An unlearning, an excavation, a remembering who you were before the world got its hands on you. Now, how powerful is that? How many things have other people dumped on us And we didn't take the time to sort out if it's true or not. We just started to believe them. And it's held us down. And it's kept us shackled to the past for far too too long. Now, one of the things I was thinking about too is how this affects 
our self-worth. If we start hearing and feeling and thinking those things from other people and we start to believe them, we also start a pattern of self-destruction and we start the negative self-talk and things like that. So let's talk about our self-worth as it pertains to the soul. I found an article from a website called Purpose Fairy. This woman who created the website PurposeFairy.com is very inspiring to me. In one article, she discusses ways to declutter your life through multiple avenues. And one of the most interesting topics that I read was about decluttering your self-worth. And it's not an aspect that we give much thought to, is it? She said, your self-worth needs to be cleared of clutter also. And you know why? Because you have been telling yourself too many stories about how small, unworthy, and insignificant you are. You've been mistaking these stories for who you are. You are not small, so clear that belief right now. You are not insignificant, so let go of that thought. You are not unworthy. Eliminate this toxic belief once and for all. And you are not a nobody. Drop that idea. You are also not invisible. Get rid of that thought because you are seen, you are heard. So cleanse, rinse, declutter, let it all go. Get rid of all those thoughts, ideas, and unhealthy beliefs about you not being worthy or enough and see yourself as you truly are. Worthy, valuable, deeply loved, deeply appreciated, beautiful, strong, powerful, and most especially, enough. That reminds me of a song by a woman named Lauren Daigle, and it's called You Say. Her lyrics resonate deeply within me, and I swear I've heard that song a million times, and every single time I hear it, it brings me to the verge of tears. Some of her lyrics just in that first part are, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. So there is purpose in my podcast. My mission in life, I guess you could say, is to remind you who you are, to help you discover or reinvent your purpose. Whatever walk of life you're from, wherever you are on your journey, you are here, you are worthy, and you are loved. We all fight the demons of feeling like we're not enough. For some, it's an everyday struggle. Some only when something happens to remind us of our past failures or traumas, um, that's when they get swallowed up by this, this feeling like not being enough. But most of the time that happens because we haven't yet dealt with or left in the past everything that belongs, like I said, those failures, those past traumas. For others, it's in every single moment of every single day that they battle and they lose. I sense maybe you've been there too. We all have. I've come to points in my life where I'm stuck in that rut too. And I just, no matter what anybody says, I think I'm never going to measure up to who I, who I think you need to meet, you need me to be or who I want to be. So what's gotten you through those moments? What's gotten me through is the strength and the love of my husband and my kids that's what's carried me through some pretty dark days over the years that I have been alive. But I've only recently come to realize that somewhere within my spirit and my mind and my body and my soul, somewhere hidden deep beneath the layers of my brokenness, lay a warrior that refused to give up. 
Even if there would have been no one to uplift me, no one to offer me hope, would I have made the same decisions? Would I have been able to pull myself out of the never-ending darkness and rise above it all? Thankfully, I did not have to find out. And just as thankfully, know that you are not alone. You have someone who finds you worthy, who loves you unconditionally, who believes in you no matter how far you are from your end goal. You are right here in this very moment of time, and you've got me. I'm never going to let you fall. I've heard it said that the world we see before us is created by what we focus on, what we allow to enter our space and define who we are. I believe that sometimes our judgment is clouded by playing victim to the past. We allow it to shape our view of the world today. We allow it to enter our space, and sometimes it's uninvited, but we have control over whether we let it stay and whether we let it define us. It's never too late to adjust the lens we're looking through and look at our life with a fresh perspective. I'm living proof. This is what I am living out loud right now. I'm tired of being held back. I'm tired of all these things. I'm tired of playing victim to a past that I did not choose, but it's a past that I've survived and it's a past that I want to leave in the past and move forward. I want to pick up my armor as that warrior and refuse to give up. Now there's a... Uh, it's a group success mindset on Twitter that recently tweeted that risk you're afraid to take could be the one that changes your entire life. So let me ask you this. What are you willing to do today? What soul work are you ready to complete to take the final step, the biggest risk of your life to enact the very catalyst that will not if, but when that will be the change that transforms your entire life. So there's a final poem from, I've mentioned it before, it's S.C. Laurie or Butterflies and Pebbles on Facebook that I would like to share with you. She wrote this as she began to rewrite her own story. She says, sometimes it can be so hard to move forward. Sometimes it can be outright daunting to step out of our comfort zone and start something new, isn't it? Because what if you're wrong on following your gut? What if it doesn't work, or it's bad timing, or you don't do something the right way? To this I say, so what? At least you've taken a step in the right direction. At least you've moved. So how do you find the courage you need to take to find those big steps when you're faced with so much worry and doubt? The first thing you need to remember, and listen to me, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing, come back to me and listen to these words. The first thing you need to remember is that whether you are bruised or battered or torn or tattered, you are worthy. So I want to thank you for joining me each week as we've worked our way through processing decluttering of our minds, our home, our body, and now at last our souls to allow our spirits to be set free. I remember hearing the song, A Change is Gonna Come by Seal. It was the week before I decided to jump in with both feet and start this podcast. And I could feel it in my soul, this very need for change. But a change isn't just coming anymore, my friend. It's already arrived. And you are looking at dead in the face right now. It's waiting for you right here, right now to answer its call. To accept the mission of putting one step forward on this, your day one. And say... I am humbled because I feel ashamed that I'm not yet where I need to be. But shame, my friend, is the last emotion that you should ever be feeling. 
just look at your past. Look at how far you've come. Look at how far I've come. And throughout the entire journey and every experience, every trauma, every uphill battle that you've ever faced, the universe has had your back the entire way. It's looked out for you. It's protected you. It's redirected you. And now it's led you to right where you need to be. You see, I believe our paths have crossed for a reason. And you were meant to hear this podcast today for a reason. I hope that you will continue to join me week after week after week as we take the next steps in becoming more than we ever thought imaginable. As we learn that nothing is too big to handle when we step out of the way and let the universe guide us. Life's not always going to be easy. You're not always going to be happy. Your journey most certainly is not ever going to be easy. But my wish for you, my friend, is that I can provide you with hope, that I might uplift you, that I might make you laugh, make you cry, and most especially, instill the fire in your very soul that gives you no choice but to scream out loud, I can do this. Yes, I can. So chin up, my friend. You've taken that first step and it's all uphill from here. I am so proud of you for the work you've put in these last few weeks. So straighten your crown, take a deep breath in, and let it all go, because I believe in you. You've got what it takes, and so do I, and it's damn time we start remembering that and we start to believe that. Together we'll make it through, day by day and piece by piece, until we're restored, healed, and find joy in the journey once again. I hope you have a great great week. Hang in there. And know that you're loved from here to the universe and back. Until next time, I'm unconditionally yours. All my love, Sadie. Sadie K. Frazier, and this has been another episode of the Daily Escape Podcast.